0: don't even know what to say. I mean, what has the past, the past couple of weeks, I don't even know how to start. I well, first of all, let me just say that the reason there hasn't been an episode of this podcast for the last 14 days. I mean, seven days ago, there should have been a a new episode. I'm just honestly, too depressed to podcast. Too depressed to do this (laughs) and busy depressed and busy i want to be clear that i am busy and also depressed i don't want i'm not the type of depressed person and and no shade on this type of person who is depressed all day in bed i'm not i when i'm depressed i kind of work more i feel like i try to like focus more on work and sometimes that uh doesn't help i don't know For a few days, I felt like I was kind of on a verge of a a nervous breakdown of some type. Because I honestly don't know what I'm doing in life. And really, does not matter anymore? I'm, uh, you guys know my age. I'm 32 years old. Why even hide it anymore? I mean, if I ever do become even slightly successful, people can just go to... The records department in New York City. Is that a thing? The records department? Oh, the Department of Vital Records, I believe, is what it would be called. They can go to the Department of Vital Records in New York City. Yes, I was born in New York City, folks. I'm not trying to brag. I don't think I'm better than you because I was born in New York City. Okay? Do I think a series of events occurred that may have caused me to be better than some people? Yeah. Yeah perhaps but am i better than you because i was born in new york city no that's not why i'm better than you so go to the department of vital records this is for when i'm famous or for when i'm like i don't know if i get like a bit part on a sitcom is that still a thing do people still do bit parts on sitcoms go to the department of vital records get my birth certificate see if i fucking care see if i care I'm eating a blackberry. How professional is that? I'm getting my antioxidants. That's how I look young. Somebody told me I look six years younger than my stated age. Still not enough. I want to shave off at least two more years off of that. So I'm moisturizing like crazy right now and eating berries. So I don't know. I feel like pretty unmotivated lately. Especially to do the podcast. Um, I don't really know what it is. Like, I, I listen back to the episodes and they're good. Like, I think they're good. I, I have good guests when I have guests. Um, you know, I have a lot of great friends in comedy who are kind enough to do this. And I have some guests who are coming up on the podcast. So, and a return guest, one return guest in particular, my lifelong uh, frenemy, Danielle Perez. Hi Danielle. I hope you're listening to this um, but you don't have to be honestly like <laughs> um, and people listen to the podcast you know I check the numbers I check the stats people are listening. people are down or they're downloading. I guess downloads are more important than actually listening right when it comes down to it when people are like talking numbers talking stats, you want to have more downloads. But I just want to let you guys know I am uh, in the process of just trying to hold it together. Um, I don't know if there's something just like in the air lately. Um, I'm not even talking about something like astrological. I feel like the last few weeks have been difficult uh, for me and a lot of people. Uh, There's been uh, some death. There's been not just... um, Well, there's been death in the comedy community, which I'll talk about later. There's been death... Um, happening, uh, in my friend groups where, uh, someone I know, her father recently passed away. So that was, um, kind of shocking to hear about. Uh, yeah, I I feel like, I don't know, the last month or so has been pretty tense and not just related to mental health or death. Um, I really can't place it as of yet. But I did start going back to therapy. So this officially marks... Uh, so it's 2019. I first went to therapy in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Do you remember that from Conan? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, so I've officially been in therapy on and off for 19 years. 19 years of therapy. Still don't know what's going on. And that's fine. You know, self-care... Is lifelong. It's a lifelong process, um, and I did go back to see a therapist who I, um, I had ghosted her. I had, <laughs> I had ghosted this therapist sometime in I think 20, 2015. Because when I was seeing her, I was in the throes of, oh my god, like a horrible abusive relationship, and she said something to me, not that not only motivated me to change things in my life. But it definitely embarrassed me to the point where I felt that I couldn't continue on in that relationship and come back to face her. Um, Essentially, she said that my boyfriend, I even hate calling him that, but like, yeah, my abuser, she said that he talked to me like I was a dog. And she was right. And hearing that was extremely painful. So painful that I just never went back to see her (laughs) after that session. But it worked because after she said that, I took some very long and measured steps to get out of that relationship and just get away from that guy in general, um, who was just a horrible person who was crushing my soul every day. Um so I did go back to therapy. I had a therapy session on Sunday. Not bragging that my therapist is available on Sundays, but she is. She made it work for me. And on my way to therapy, you know who I saw on the sidewalk? He appears almost everywhere I go, Judd Apatow. He was on the <laughs> He was on the sidewalk while I was walking to therapy. And I and I could have said something, folks. I could have said, "Hey, Judd. Uh, would you like to read my new pilot?" But I didn't. I restrained myself because I've had 19 years of therapy and I'm not insane. Only an insane person feels the need to go up and hassle celebrities. That's how I know. See, that's how I know as I've gotten older, I've gotten less crazy because, like, when you're a teenager and you think of, like, the most famous person that you love so much, like, probably for me, it would be, like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, when I was, like,. 12, 13, 14, 15, I would have done anything to meet and talk to Leonardo DiCaprio. And honestly, like, like, hopefully he wouldn't give a fuck. Like, I don't think he's ever been accused <laughs> of, like, you know, canoodling with underage girls. Uh, I hope not. Even though his girlfriends are way too young for him, I think his... I, I didn't want to make this podcast into a diatribe about, you know, mandating girls who are too young for them. But he is... Wait, what year is that? So he was born in, oh my God, I want to say 1974. Is that wrong? No, that's right. I'm taking a sip of water. Hold on. So Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> was born in 1974, which makes him, oh my God, he'll be 45 this year. Are you guys depressed? Uh, are you existentially hopeless now? how is he that old but anyway his girlfriend right now i think is like 20 how does that even work like he has to be stunted right like he has to have like could you imagine having a conversation with him like what does he talk about like he's like oh yeah you know i just you know i had lunch with marty he calls him marty right everybody calls him marty and then and then he's like oh and then, you know, then I played, you know, some video games with, with my boys. Who does he hang out with now? Like, Lucas Haas? Does he still hang out with Lucas Haas? And, and then he's like, um, yeah, and then I, you know, I went out with my 20-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> we went to, um, what do you 20-year-olds do anymore? What was I doing when I was 20? I was drinking underage in mafia-owned bars in New York City. But they don't have to do that, right? Is he able to, like, get her into... I'm just, I'm not sure if she's 20, but like, I can just imagine him saying stuff like, yo, bro, that was, that was crazy. I don't know. Like, he seems like he has some like, stunted personality stuff. I have no idea. Don't sue me, please. (laughs) Please do not sue me, Leonardo DiCaprio's people. Um. Yeah, but I just couldn't imagine having a conversation with a 40-year-old man who thinks that... A 45-year-old man who, like, thinks it's cool to date 20-year-olds. Like, he's obviously not mature, right? Like, there has... Something is going on there. It's not right. So anyway, I saw Jed Apatow on the sidewalk in Brentwood. Am I bragging that my therapist's office is in Brentwood? <laughs> Yes, I am. Because quite honestly, I do belong in that neighborhood. It's right up my alley. It's exactly where I want to be living at some point. Yes, it is where O.J. Simpson murdered Nicole Brown. Um, <laughs> and the other guy, Ron Goldman. Um, he definitely did it. There's no debate on that. But if you go to Brentwood, um, the restaurant where uh, Ron Goldman worked, I think it was called Mezzaluna... It was on uh, San Vicente, and now it's a coffee shop. I forget if it's like a, uh, I don't think it's a Pete's coffee. It might be a Pete's coffee. Um, But I think that's where Nicole Brown went and saw Ron Goldman the same night she got killed. Just some Los Angeles trivia, folks. Uh, Some Los Angeles area trivia. So I see Judd Apatow on the way to therapy. I'm like, oh, this is a sign. I have to finish a script (laughs) that sounds so ridiculous, but it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me because one of my friends and friend of the podcast, Dave Cyrus, he is working on a film with Judd Apatow right now. And listen, would I have mentioned that? Would I have mentioned that I'm friends with him when I spoke to Judd Apatow if I was crazy enough to speak to Judd Apatow? yes. But no, I've had so much therapy, I've had 19 years of therapy, therefore I was able to restrain myself from speaking to Jed Apatow. That's my thought on that. Um, what else is going on? So the other night somebody hit my car. And you know, big deal. <laughs> so they hit my car, they merged into my lane without checking for a blind spot. You know they didn't just they just didn't check when they were moving over, and the front driver's side of my car is scratched. I'm not going to make a claim. You know it's just not worth it. The car is older, so I'm going to let it be. But the thing that made me most upset about that is that I was late to sign up for potluck at the comedy store that night, and that really pissed me off. So that that was upsetting. Just being late. How dare you make me late for one of the few things I have passion for? Stand up, open my comedy. I'm passionate about it. You know, what else do I have going on in my life? I don't have a lover. What are my options right now? Do I have options for a lover? I don't know. There's a guy I like, but who knows what he's doing. Who knows what's going on? And I can't live my life like that. I can't be like, what is he doing? What's going on? I'm sick and tired of that. So I have to figure out uh, something else to focus my energy on right now. And I guess that's my writing. And uh, career stuff. But I don't know. Um, So another thing I want to talk about, as you've all heard, a... Comedian who was very beloved in Los Angeles uh, passed away. Uh, Brody Stevens, um, he did die by suicide. I believe that's the proper terminology you're supposed to use is uh, died by suicide. Um, and this happened on it was it was a Friday. It was February 22nd, and I remember that day. I was just like, and I'm not trying to make this about me. But I remember that day just feeling so depressed. I was so upset. I didn't really know what had triggered it. Um, I was at work just kind of like crying at my desk. Not bragging that I cry at my desk, but I do. Um, and I just like remember feeling kind of uh nervous and paralyzed and really sad. And then I went to... Uh, My car to meditate during my lunch break And I remember Thinking Wow, like I I'm suicidally depressed right now And then I And again I'm not trying to say like Oh, I'm some I don't know, like I predicted anything I'm not just trying to say that Um, But I had a feeling kind of come over me that um, I don't know how exactly to explain it like I knew that I wasn't going to go home and, and commit suicide but I was like having these thoughts of like uh, I was thinking about suicide in some way um, and the thought like kept happening and I was like what is what is that and I was specifically thinking about hanging and I don't know why and then I got off of my break And then somebody texted me, and they were like, did you hear about Brody? And I'm like, what? You know, and they're like, well, he passed away. And I was like, oh, no. Um, I didn't hear about it. So I get on Twitter, and Twitter's just, like, totally abuzz with this. And then I found out that he um, had unfortunately hanged himself. And then I was like, well, why did I, why was I thinking that on that same day? And I talked to somebody about it. And they said that it's possible like that the just the energy of that type of feeling could have been in the air. And that somebody picked it up and it was like in wavelengths and people were picking it up and then somebody actually did do it. So I don't know what how much meaning there is to that if that does mean anything. I don't know. I've had there have been times in my life where. I I just know that I have extremely strong gut instincts and that I've predicted certain things and have felt certain things that um, I guess invoke all sorts of different levels of my consciousness. Um, Because when I had a boyfriend, my boyfriend Dave who passed away, uh, this was in 2013. I remember uh, the day before they found him I was at work and I was uh on my computer at work typing and then all of a sudden I just got extremely nauseated like it was just like a huge wave of nausea that came over my body and I and I was just like sitting there like sickened and I was like what is this feeling it, it just felt strange and wrong um and then the next day which was a Saturday I was at a friend's house and we were playing a game, I think, or watching a movie. And I, right before, my phone rang, okay? But right before my phone rang, I got i that sick feeling again. It was the same sick feeling. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I hadn't, like, eaten anything that would have made me sick. Like, I wasn't in a Taco Bell era of my life then. Um... And the phone rings. It was the police, and they were they were saying, "Oh, we need to speak with Heather Maruli." I said, "This is she." And and they're like, "Oh, we're we're looking for um, Dave Teeter. Do you know about his whereabouts?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't seen him." And then they let me know that he passed away. And you know, I knew something was wrong because we were supposed to we were supposed to go on a date. The day after he, I, he was dead for a few days in his condo. I'm sorry if this is like bringing you down, <laughs> but it's true. He was dead for a few days. He died in his sleep, basically. Thank God. Um, And they found him in bed. And I had almost found him because I went over there on that Saturday, the day that the cops called me later that night. And I went to his apartment. I was knocking on the door. I could hear his cat meowing really loud. And I almost went up to his bedroom window. But right before I walked up to the bedroom window, it just started like typhoon raining. I'm not even making this up. Like like this crazy rainstorm just came out of nowhere. And these happen in Colorado. This was in Colorado. Quite often in the summer especially. But uh, this was in July, um, and I and I still think to this day that it was a force keeping me away from peeking into that window, because I would have seen him and there dead, you know. And I, and when somebody's been dead for, you know, four or five days, it's not good, you know. So something prevented me from seeing that. I believe that. And I also believe that something, something I sensed in the energy of that day when Brody passed away, something that day sent me a message. And I'm, and I don't know why I received these messages. I'm not sure. I'm really not a person who believes. Well, first of all, let me clarify. There's really no such thing as. Uh, A psychic ability As people say Um, That's not really what it is Like it's not possible to predict uh, Thoughts Or like read minds That's not what it is So to me it's more about like Energy Sensing energy, reading energy um, Just Feeling certain things Like if I For example like when I meet a person I can sense if they have some type of evil underlying energy to them. And I'm I'm not even making this up. This is real. It it happens rarely. But I can look at people and just sense certain vibration from them. That they're not a good person to be around and I need to stay away from them. And I haven't uh, consulted anybody to really hone in on this or study it more, maybe I should. Um, My mother has also said that she is able to pick up on uh, certain energy vibrations, and she also um, has made predictions from her dreams. So there is some type of intuitive ability that I have that I just haven't really explored or tapped into yet, and perhaps I will. And I don't really know how to go about that yet, but um, I don't know, maybe meditation will help that, uh, which I am practicing. So we'll see. Um, But I do just want to say that um, Brody Stevens passing away has been, oh my God, just like so sad. And I don't want to sound, you know, like a total like selfish idiot here, but he really was just like one of the funniest comics. And I would call him a comics comic, you know. Just like that type of comic who makes every other comic laugh. Um, And he would do these late night sets in the main room. Which I had the pleasure of seeing um, several times. You know where he would. They used to call it the Kinnison spot. Where you know like Sam Kinnison. If you don't know who it is. Look just Google it. If you're so young that you don't know who Sam Kinnison is. God bless you. Uh, But (laughs) the Kinnison spot was like a late night. Uh, spot in the OR or the main room like after midnight and Brody would sometimes like do an hour in the main room you know on these nights and even if he was like bombing it was still so fucking funny I don't even know how to explain it like he was just so unique and like some of the things he said he had so many catchphrases I'm sure you've You can uh, see them. Like, if you go on YouTube, you can watch um, his Comedy Central half hours on there. Uh, They did a tribute to him on um, Your Mom's House with Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky. And, you know, just like some of the things he said, he would always be like, positive energy, positive push. You got it. You got it. Enjoy it. Um... <laughs> it's funny cuz like he definitely, you know, I've talked to some other comics about him and who knew him better than I did and you know, they said he had like kind of a, you know, a dark side to him and I, and I believe that, you know. <laughs> Somebody who's like always saying like positive energy. Like they can't be positive all the time, obviously. I mean, nobody's, like, saying that just to say that. It's like you're kind of, like, trying to summon something inside of you, you know. So, in a way, he was, he, you know, and he was honest about his struggles. Um, He struggled with bipolar disorder, and he famously had uh, a breakdown in 2011, which they talked about on, I think they talked about it on the Joe Rogan podcast a few years ago. But he's he was open about that and talked about, um, you know, being hospitalized and all that stuff. And it's just been, like, a huge bummer to know that I'm never going to see him again. Um, there would be times where I'd see him and, and he'd walk by and I'd just be like, 818! Because uh, he always said, 818 till I die. Because he's from the Valley. And he used to go to the Starbucks. I think the Starbucks on Laurel Canyon and uh, Ventura. Which I've been to, not bragging. Um... Yeah, it's a a bummer to not see someone like that again. Um, Yeah, so check him out if you don't know him. Uh, They also have, he had a show called uh, Birdie Stevens Enjoy It, um, which was on Comedy Central. So take a look at that. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else to say about him. I wish I knew him better. That's what I really, (laughs) like, I wish I had just, like, known him better as, like, a mentor or something. you know, because like we have like comedy friends, like a lot of comedians, like you have comedy friends and then you have real friends and you know, there's some overlap there, but sometimes like you have friends in comedy who like you're never really going to be like super close with and that's fine. Um, but like when somebody like that passes away, you're kind of just reminded of, of uh, how delicate people are. So that was pretty sad. Um, hmm. One last thing I want to talk about. (sighs) Leaving Neverland. Neverland? Neverland. Leaving Neverland. Um, If you... Okay, so this is the four-hour documentary on HBO that discusses the, uh, the allegations of sexual abuse and molestation as claimed by Wade Robson and James Safechuck. And let me just say this, I, you know, before I watched it, I was still kind of like, Ugh. you know, is Michael Jackson, like, was he a child molester or a rapist? Like, I don't know. After watching this documentary, 100% without certainty, I am sure that he was. I mean, this documentary, and, and people are like, oh, it's biased and one-sided, but what documentary is not biased in one side? I'm pretty sure they all are. Like almost every documentary is biased and one sided and presenting you with one side, right? Cause they, they, they're the filmmaker is choosing a position essentially. But what I was impressed with in this documentary was how the filmmaker explored uh the type of manipulation that Michael Jackson used because I still see a lot of people saying like, oh, but if Michael Jackson did this, then how come uh, Corey Feldman says he never molested him? How come Macaulay Culkin said that he never molested him? Well, here's the thing: so, uh, people who abuse, they have very like specific predators, predators and abusers. They have very specific profiles of who they're going to abuse. So if you watch this documentary, so Wade and this guy James, like, they weren't, you know, child stars, okay? So, like, Corey Feldman and Macaulay Culkin, like, they're already famous, right? Um, And part of the thing here is that Michael is, like, basically offering, you know, fame and the promise of money and stuff like that. And he's also, like, in a sense, kind of, like, seducing their parents into this life, and you can just see, like, how manipulative and calculated he was. And it all makes sense to me now. I mean, these are very, like, complicated issues. I'm not a psychologist, obviously. But, you know, you can research this stuff. You can you can look into how abusers like to manipulate and how they choose certain victims. And in this case, his victims were, you know, kids who wanted to make it at all costs, you know. And they, they ended up like, and you can kind of see in the documentary how these guys, like they still have this, like, this kind of reverence for him in a way. You know, even though he's dead, and even though he abused them, you know, it, you can see this. Um. So a lot of people are posting on social media, like, oh, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't believe it. If you watch it, you will believe it. okay. I can't imagine watching it and not believing it. Um and then I also see I saw I saw a comic, and I, I use the word comic loosely in this case, who said, uh, Oh, the Michael Jackson documentary is total bullshit. Shame on HBO. And this comic has been accused of sexual assault. So I blocked him. <laughs> Also, the fact that he says shame on HBO. This is a comic who books comedy shows at a Chinese restaurant. And he thinks that he's, like, chiding HBO on social media and, like, that, you know, that he has some sort of pull or something. He does not. Um, Yeah, it's funny. Like, it seems like a lot of people who are still in denial over this are... I don't know how you could still be in denial of something. Like, I don't know. It's harder for people to believe, and I totally understand that it's harder for people to believe that uh, rich and famous people can be bad than it is to think that people who aren't rich and famous could be bad. You know, it's like, so we like, we worship money and fame and power and michael jackson of course you know he was surrounded by money fame and power like and and it's very purposeful you know he's very insulated from the real world um so he kind of like built this world around himself and also i'm not saying that michael jackson himself was not a victim i'm sure he was but that's still not an excuse to become a victimizer you know most people who are victims do not become abusers themselves. That's another thing that they that you can research again. Um yeah, and who am I? You know, I I've been a victim of abuse, you know, and I had a boyfriend who is very abusive and looking back on it, I I realized that I probably fit the profile of the type of woman he wanted to abuse, like I'm very And I know this is going to shock you, but I'm very nice and empathetic, especially in relationships. Um, And I remember talking to another girl who he had cheated on me with. And she was like, oh, he never abused me. He never did that to me. And it's that excuse of, oh, well, he didn't do it to me. Therefore, he couldn't have done it. And that is completely illogical. That's a total logic fail obviously. Just because somebody didn't do something to you doesn't mean that they didn't do it to another person, right? Um so I don't even know what else to say about this, you know. Um people are like, "Oh, I'm still going to listen to his music." I mean, fine. Listen to like I don't know what to tell you, you know. Um it, it seems like it's difficult for people to wrap their head around extremely complex situations people are complex situations like this are complex you know nothing is just like one thing nothing's right or wrong nothing's black and white you know so you have to like decide for yourself but i'm really tired of people just like minimizing uh the experiences of victims especially on facebook you know it's like who are you are you are you a trained psychologist Are you a trained uh, FBI interrogation specialist who knows that's when somebody's lying? I don't even know what to tell you. And then Oprah has um, a special, you can also watch on HBO, called uh, After Neverland. So uh, watch that. Because Oprah is also on the side of these, um, of Wade Robson and James Safechuck. And Oprah herself is a victim of abuse, if you recall. I mean, if you're familiar with Oprah... You'll know that she has been open about those experiences in her life, so she has the experience to say this stuff. <sighs> hmm. So, the podcast, um, the podcast shall continue. I, I have guests coming up. So I next week we're going to have Andy Picaro on. Close personal friend, great comic, Andy Picaro. Okay, so he'll be coming up. We have other guests coming up after him. Uh, right now, to be honest, I'm just I just need anything positive to happen in my career. Um, I'm waiting for it. Like, please accept me into a festival. I've applied to so many festivals this year. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what people are looking for right now. I think I'm too honest on stage. That's fine. I've done major festivals. I'll I'll do some again, but. I need to be accepted to some It's, it's rejection season right now in comedy <laughs> People are feeling it I'm feeling it, okay But I'll be fine Don't worry about me, I'm back in therapy So what are my plans Right now? So continue therapy Finish A, a script for Judd Apatow, not necessarily for Judd Apatow, but will I like him to read it? Yes um, We'll see, uh, so we'll work on that Work on comedy continue performing i have shows coming up which i i don't know off the top of my head i'll tell you next week some shows um should i rewatch mad men that's another thing i was thinking about <laughs> how many times have i watched the entire series of mad men i think only three times do i need to watch it again maybe we'll see will my opinion on it change perhaps okay um yeah, so follow me on Twitter or Instagram, or both, at Heather. And I'm going to work on getting my mind together, and so should you guys. And also, we are starting another Mercury Retrograde, so be careful out there. Don't buy any computers or anything, or, I don't know, there might be miscommunications. Just remember that. Just be careful out there. Okay, well, happy March. It's March, can you believe it? okay bye